heartwarming and great just like just like good proper food nothing too fancy nothing like deconstructed or whatever like it just needs to be good soul foods but with a twist so a little elevated it looks very chic that was the voice of simon tanner founder and head chef of luzerne based restaurant fed so grab yourself a drink alcoholic or non-alcoholic depending on your preference and come join us as we talk all things chefy on grab a drink with a swiss chef Hey everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Daniel, and our featured guest today is Simon Tanner. He is head chef and owner of Fed Restaurant in Luzerne, where he puts his twist on soul food. Simon is a true restaurateur with other businesses in Luzerne that include Alpininium, hope I got that right, uh, which is a bistro coffee house slash bar. Uh, and he also owns a, a network of Italian ice cream venues called Galateria del Alpi. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, during our chat today, um, Simon takes us through his career, how he got started in these multiple businesses, how long they've been going, what Luzerne is like, and uh, we both connected over our admiration for uh, TV chef Anthony Bourdain, which was cool. For those of you who haven't heard of these restaurants, I will give you the address now. Fed Restaurant is located at Pilatrusstrasse 46, uh, 6003 Luzerne, Alpininium Coffee House Bar, and the Galateria is located at Denkmalstrasse 11, 6006, Luzerne. And as always, if you wish to contact me with any feedback or questions, feel free to email me at theswisschef101 at gmail.com. And by the way, all the links uh, that we speak about today, um, I'll Put them in the comments uh, on the social media so you have access to that so let's jump into it i enjoyed this one check it out Hey, Simon, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Great. Yeah, nice of you to be here um, quite late on this Thursday night. Um, so, look, you know, before we get into the talk, um, I always ask everybody who, who joins these uh, pods a um, very simple question, and that is, what are you drinking? 
I'm drinking um, a red wine. It's a um, 2019 La Maison Carré Auvergne. So it's a Pinot Noir from Le Chatel, the Swiss wine. Ah, okay. And uh, why did you choose that particular drink? Um, I just had a rough, rough night service. Um, I just had to run away from my, from my team. <laughs> okay, really. <laughs> to be here on the podcast, and and a good Swiss Pinot Noir is always my go-to. Like it's what I'm mostly craving after a long service, like having a quiet moment with a nice red wine. So that's my choice. Okay, very good. Um, okay. So before we get into everything, right? So we're gonna, uh, you've, you've heard these things, I'm sure. Um, we talk a little bit about your background, um, your story, where you got to now, but just for the start, um, can you just give me a little bite-sized uh, um, description of, you know, yourself, the restaurant, uh, for people that don't know about it, like what's the concept, um, how did it come to be and, Basically, you know, what's your role there? Okay, so at the moment, um, I'm working at my own restaurant. It's called Fed Restaurant and Bar. It's in, in Lucerne. Mm -hmm. um, we started two years ago. So we built the restaurant in COVID at the lockdown. And we just opened like on the very end. So, okay. That's almost like last Sunday, we had our two year anniversary. Um, I work, as, so I have other businesses. So I'm part owner at Alpineum Coffeehouse Bar. So it's a, a little bar bistro in Lucerne. That's was the first thing we started 11 years ago. Um, after that, we also um, founded a, a gelateria for homemade Italian ice cream. Yeah, that was in 2014. And uh, now I'm like totally focused on the new business here. So I'm the executive chef and like the general manager, I would say. Okay. Yes. That's Very my, nice. That's my position. Very nice. So, so, okay. So you, you're running three um, businesses. Um, yes. The bistro, uh, I guess you could say the ice cream place and mm -hmm. the uh, Fed restaurant. And they're, they're all in Luzerne, right? They're all in Lucerne. Okay. Yes, and is that where you're from? Are you from Lucerne? I'm from the canton Lucerne. So the bit, the, the, the businesses, they're all located in the city of Lucerne. I'm born like 50 kilometer outside of Lucerne, close to the border to Bern. Okay. Called Alpiron. It's a very tiny little village. When I grew up there it was like 900 people living there. So a lot of farms, a lot of agriculture around very. Mm -hmm very nice countryside yeah but i was like leaving that place very very soon so like when i was 15 i moved out of my parents house uh went for a study to um to lausanne so the french part in uh, lausanne okay yes um and after one year there i came to lucerne city and i did my apprenticeship as a chef here in a five-star hotel okay so be, before you go, we, we get to that point, like, you know, was it was, um, I'm always interested to, to the journey in the childhood 
you know, before you made the choice to go study, right? So was food a, a super big part of growing up? It was always a big part, yeah. So like my parents, they built a house like next to my grandparents' farm. So my, my, my grandparents, they had a farm, um, first they had like cows and, and, and a lot of land. So they did like vegetables and the, like dairy production with the cows, you know? Yeah. Um, then my parents moved there and my dad started to help my grandfather, you know, mm -hmm. like to, to make it more like, uh, functional. So they, yeah. they changed it to uh, meat. So okay. breeding, breeding cattle for meat. So that's why like we always had our own meat there. We had huge veggie patches with um, homemade, uh, homegrown vegetables and fruits. And so for me, it was like I was growing up with like the most purest and closest to the producer food, you know, it's like all we had was like sometimes I was like jealous of my friends that had like cornflakes and and like like cordials and stuff from the supermarket. <laughs> right. and my mom did like her homemade cordials and like her homemade granola and it was like looking back was the best thing ever best thing ever to have when you're a kid you like just want to have like like i don't know like some some cornflakes like yeah. xr and like a cordial from a special a special brand and or like yeah. some cola yeah <laughs> okay. with like a lot of pure very clean foods yeah okay wow that must have been really cool um to be in that environment and what would you say was your favorite dish um growing up well it's hard to say it's hard to say there was like one special dish i was loving i was loved i loved it as a child mm -hmm. my grandma did it and it's very it's very special it's like we had our all our own chickens so a freshly uh fresh egg from the chicken and you just like crack it mm -hmm. mix it up with some salt and paprika okay and then you put in like chunks of roasted um sourdough bread and then you eat it like this it's like the, the egg like it's not cooked at all it's like just raw egg but it's getting this silky texture from the warm bread and it's like one of my most memorable dishes from my childhood. And we ate that like three to four times a week, sometimes just as a snack, like after school. So when did you decide that, um, food was, you know, a potential focal point for you that perhaps maybe you wanted to, you know, go into this industry? Was it, you know, during your time in the farm as a kid, or did that realization come later? Um, I think I started like to think about a career as a chef when, when we went to school, like in high school, you have a few lessons, like we call it Huswirtschaft. So it's like cooking classes. Um, I was never great at school, um, but I was great at cooking class. So. Um, after this, I got a little job on the weekends in a local restaurant. So being a dish pick, helping like cutting vegetables and peeling potatoes and stuff. And I think after this time, it was very clear for me that I 
they're going to have a career as a chef. Okay. Um, and did you then, you, you mentioned you went to Lausanne to, to study. What, what was the, um, what was the course you enrolled in? You know, it's like in an apprenticeship, um, as a chef in Switzerland, you have a lot of French influences, a lot of French techniques. Um, so also like a lot of the, the material at school or in the kitchen is in front in French. So I went there to learn French to be prepared for the time in the kitchen when I need the, all the French words, all the French stuff, you know, that was like, first of all, it was like a great experience to get like independent, you know, I was there working for a family, looking after the two kids. It was like an au pair year. Um, so great thing to get independent. And after all, you learn French and you can use mm -hmm. it in your future career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And was the, the cuisine of, of, of France, was it, uh, why did you gravitate towards that one opposed to like, you know, Italian? Um, the apprentice, like the, the, the school model in Switzerland, if you have an, if you have an apprenticeship as a chef, it's French based. So you can, you can do like an apprenticeship in an Italian restaurant, but the base, the base studies are always in French cuisine. Mm -hmm. So you have to like doing classical French cooking techniques. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's a lot, lots of butter. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of butter, lots of butter, lots of like cream sauces. Lots. Of, right. Yeah. Lots of. Is there any other way? <laughs> no. no, no, no. It's. I think it's it's a very good base for 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 cooking. You know, like French mm -hmm. techniques are very good. Um, but otherwise later you're going to find your own twist and way to get, get other influences in like French is always a good base for, for fusion kitchen, I would say, or like for, yeah. for getting your own style of cooking. Yeah. And after you, you did this, uh, this apprenticeship, how did you get your, your, your next start? Like what was your first job? Um, my first job after my apprenticeship was as a commis de cuisine, like a tournant, like in a restaurant mm -hmm. in Lucerne called Aqua. Aqua. Okay. Um, it was quite new and like restaurant Aqua was a new and exciting location, you know, it like half a year after, uh, before I finished my apprenticeship. So I was like, excited to go there um was a good solid first year but a lot of bad shit happened there like like in in every in every kitchen you know like they had they had a head chef or an chef so like three to four young chefs uh, no one was, was like in charge no one is clear of his role in the kitchen so yeah went pretty bad at the end so I left. And then I started, um, working like, um, like Gomeo point restaurants. Like my next stop was, um, hotel Montana. I was there as, um, as a comedy cuisine. Like, oh, yeah, I, that, yeah. that place has the, um, does that have that Hemingway bar there? Yeah. The Hemingway bar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember this place. I went yeah. there many, many years ago. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a nice place. Right. It's a beautiful place. It's, you have like the best view over Lake Lucerne, over the city, over the mountains around. Great place. I think Mark Twain stayed there. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. Maybe Hemingway as well. Uh. Cool. Okay. And um, how long were you there for? I was there for I think one and a half years. Okay. So I was very quick promoted to like a chef de party. Mm -hmm. um, it was great to learn. It was is the head chef is still there. Is a Dutch guy. He was like um, chef of the year in Switzerland like once. Oh really? His name is Johan Bredijk. He was in he was in in Ticino, so in the, in the Italian part. Yeah. At, at the Giardino, so in Ascona. Um, he was chef of the year, like in 2006 or seven. Okay. Yeah. So it's great to learn a lot of like Mediterranean influences mm -hmm. in the kitchen. Um, yeah. And Would you say, um, there it was like a, a career defining, uh, training, uh, under, under such a chef? No, no. Okay. No, 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 no. It's like. No, it was good to see, you know, like it was fine dining, very high quality, oh. uh, all the great products and big brigade, like 20 chefs. Mm -hmm. Wow. A um, lot of, lot of, um, like we did like 140 seatings a night on uh, 16 Gomio points. Mm -hmm. So it's like crazy. That is, yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. But wasn't, wasn't, wasn't right for me. So wasn't right for me. So after, after that, I decided to leave and I went like on a, on a travel to uh, Central America for like three months, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, my sister, my sister is married to a Mexican guy. So my, her in-laws are there and I was like spending a lot of time with them. Mm -hmm. I was spending a lot of time in the kitchen with all the chefs there. Mm -hmm. um, still have big influence on me. It's great food. It is great food. It is great food. Where did you stay in Mexico? Uh, he's uh, from Michoacan. Okay. So it's the, the western part uh, on the Pacific side. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I would say it's like 300 kilometers north from Acapulco. Okay. Yeah. In between Acapulco and Puerto Vallarta. So mm -hmm. you drive like six hours to Guadalajara and mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great place. Like it's narco country, so it's like quite dangerous. Yeah, yeah. No, I lived in uh, in Monterey for about a year, just over okay. a year. That was crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Jesus, like, yeah. dangerous as. Yeah, yeah. but no. the food is incredible, and the people are so nice and warm. Yeah, they're but, so. Uh, nice. My God, that food. Still to this day, I. Uh, it's quite possibly one of my favorite cuisines. Yeah. For me as well, like for me, Mexican food and Thai food, mm -hmm. I like the, my two favorite cuisines um, to cook. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was also like working in Thailand for fourteen months, so I was in Koh Samui on a in a little island. Wow! And on a little island, it's like Koh Samui is quite big, in a little resort. Mm -hmm. So it's like twenty bungalows, a yeah. lot of European tourists, and I was there like. There's nothing, nothing big. I was there for, for cooking Western food, like yep. Caesar salads, burgers, schnitzel, all that crap. But it gave me a lot of time to spend in the kitchen with, uh, with all the Thai ladies 
Okay. Very so, nice. Yeah. So okay, so you came back, right? So and um was it at that moment then you started the bistro or was there some more um kitchens that you went through first? Yeah. I had a summer a summer season here in Lucerne in that in a very crappy rest uh, hotel, like yeah. mainly mainly group tours. I'm not proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like I came I came back, I was broke, I needed right, a job. Right, get it. Yeah. yeah. And after that, like I was like really like I had enough of hospitality. Mm-hmm. I had enough of like like being underpaid and, mm-hmm. and all the shit, a lot of work and, and the late hours. So I went for two years in a kitchen in a in a in a seniors residence. Okay. Um was okay. Yeah. Good money, a lot of great value for like for um work work life balance so yeah yeah um but i got bored so i got bored after two years and mm-hmm. that i went to a little fine dining restaurant called hopfenkrantz it's here in, in lucerne as well um spent there a year and a half and then we my friends kevin mm-hmm. and silas they started the bistro okay um i was planning then to go to thailand for the the 14 months so i was yeah. like started working at the bistro um as an employee first okay and when i came back like shortly afterwards like i i bought into the company okay yeah and that's how it started like the bistro is it's it's in an old in a very old special building it's next to the line monument mm-hmm Alpinium. So Alpinium is uh, is actually a museum. Yeah. Like a 3D panoramic museum from the Alps. And like we are like the 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 restaurant bistro bar um from from the from this museum. So mm-hmm. yeah. So it was um, very tiny at the beginning. Yeah. And then we like we started with like latte art coffee in the morning. Like we had a proper de la Corte coffee machine. It was like no one had a, a good coffee in Lucerne by then. So we started with latte art, good coffees, like local roasted, um, single origins, like all all that fancy stuff no one understood by that by that time. <laughs> um and then we did little lunches. So we had my kitchen there was like two square meters. Had two electric stoves and one plancha and a little uh, oven, like same size as my home my home oven. Um, but we did like great lunches there, like Monday to Friday, um, every day freshly cooked meal, only one dish, um, vegetarian or with meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at night it turned into a bar, wine bar, beer bar, cocktails. So it was a very good time, great time. Wow. And and you said that was 11 years ago. Yes, it was in 2012. Okay. And you and you're still involved with it now. Yes, I'm still involved. I'm still part owner. Um I'm not there like operative. I'm mm-hmm. not working there anymore. So I'm, I'm there for uh for meetings if there's strategy we yeah. Mm-hmm. And have they changed the concept uh, in this time or is it still the same as it was back here when you started? No. It's still the same the concept was great from the beginning. So like it was a, it was a very good structure. We had Monday to Friday, we had our lunches, 
Yeah. At night, we had our bar. It was running very well. Mm-hmm. Um, then Saturday and Sunday, we, we, we are doing food events. Okay. So Saturday night, we're doing a bistro event. It's always one dish you can choose from. Is it like on, like an entrecote with the coffee, the party and fries or moule frites or, or like a barbecue platter with barrips and brisket and stuff. Mm-hmm. And on Sundays, we do um, brunch, like not, we, we call it not another brunch. So it's like a, <laughs> like a burger, a burger Sunday or a chicken waffle, mm-hmm. fried chicken waffle or, or like a, Ex Benedict Sunday with like three or four different ways of egg Benedict or pancake Sundays like this. Mm-hmm. And people love it. And it's like it's it's got so much work got in, into this system that the people like now they know, okay, we're known for one day you go there for that dish. And it's right. always amazing. So wow. never they never changed the the concept. Mm-hmm. It's still great my business partners are running it so mm-hmm. um one and of my business Kevion, he's uh, in the background he's coaching all the, the staff and and our manager and my other partner dominic is like running the kitchen and the catering business okay and what, what was it for you i mean you were there for for operationally how many years oh, around eight years eight years okay and then what made you want to um to leave um the kitchen was too small for me i I was like i was more in a managing position Mm -hmm. by then so i was like managing all the stuff i did a little bit of cooking i also did run the the catering business and for me it was like just i wanted to go back to the kitchen i wanted to cook again and i needed space so like in the two square meter kitchen it's Right, I get it. And, and you can one dish, you know, it's like, it's not fun. For me, it's not fun. I was like, mm-hmm. I wanted to work in, a, in the brigade again. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the opportunity came from one of our clients. So he bought this house um, where the restaurant is located. And mm-hmm. he offered me the, the room. So it's like, there was a shisha bar, like a, like a, a hookah bar in here. Um, and the contract was like almost done so like over so he didn't want them in here so he offered me the the place so and i said yes yeah and what did you do with that place um so we well we ripped it apart so we we invested a lot of money mm-hmm. um got it fully renovated we built in a fresh kitchen a new kitchen new ventilation system we did like even expand to a second location on next to it. So we, okay. We ripped the walls down and expanded it. So, and now, yeah, it's a great, great little urban restaurant with a lot of flair, like a lot of brick walls in there, like a, a steel, a steel, uh, like gallery on top, mm-hmm. like a little, uh, balcony where people can sit. It's very cool. And this is the Fed restaurant, right? That is restaurant Fed. Yes, yeah, right. Restaurant Fed. Okay, so it is. So it's close to um, the bistro. I mean, Lucerne, everything is close. So. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> right. It's. Um, I think it's a. It's a ten-minute drive. Yeah. Uh, to walk like half an hour. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. 
And how many people are in your kitchen at Fed? Um, I have, well, like in the kitchen are myself, my sous chef, Chris. Mm -hmm. um, then we have two young chefs, uh, Hans and Kevin. And we have Mary. She's working part time, so she's a mom, and um, she's only working sixty percent. But she's our pastry chef, and she's doing like prep days once once a week. So she's amazing. So she's doing all our desserts, all our prep. Um, yeah, she's actually very. She's you should you should uh, look her up. She's uh, her name is Mary Miso on Instagram, and she she wrote like already four four cookbooks. Yeah, they're great. They're really great. Fantastic. So, uh, so, okay. So that brings us up to, to date, right? So you're, you're at fed, uh, restaurant now and, and what, what's the, um, what's the cuisine type? What's, what's the concept? Can you g give me a little bit of, uh, an understanding on, on, on the restaurant? Okay. The so the concept at fed is, are uh, we doing a sharing concept? So like, in a tapas style, but we call it elevated soul food. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing is the food must be like heartwarming and great. Just like, just like good, proper food, mm -hmm. nothing too fancy, nothing like deconstructed or whatever. Like it just needs to be good soul foods, but with a twist. So a little elevated, it looks very chic. Mm -hmm. um, they're like smaller portion, uh, portions, and if you come and eat like a la carte, so you can have you can choose between three to four or five dishes between the two of you maybe, or we have a feed me menu, so it's uh, four rounds of uh, three sharing rounds savory and one sharing round sweet. Okay. Yeah. And. Um... You know, when I hear the word soul food, right, I think of American uh, pulled pork from the South uh, type of food, but it, it's not that type of uh, cuisine. It, it's, uh, is it just a mixture of different um, influences, French, Italian, Swiss? It is a big mashup, actually, of different cuisines. Um, we also have some influences some from, from, from the States. So we're doing okay. a pulled pork sometimes. Um, but the main influences are like Swiss food with French twists. We work a lot with like local producers as local as possible and as seasonal uh, as possible. Um, and the influences we have are like Asian, Japanese or, or um, Thai mm -hmm. and Mexican. Okay. So at the moment, like we have on the menu, we have a sma our like smash cheeseburger. So it's like a five guys cheeseburger <laughs> smash. Um, then we have buffalo cauliflower with ranch dressing. Uh, we're doing a, a Mexican tartar with like habanero dressing and blue corn tostadas. Um, we have like local local uh, trout smoked with like crushed peas and and salmon raw. Uh, we have well, a Scotch egg. Oh, Scotch egg from England. Yeah. Okay. The Scotch egg. It's like a, it's like an organic egg from Nidwalden. The meat is from the same, from, from the same producer. We wrap it up. We serve it with like cauliflower puree, onion salad, and tarissa mustard. We're doing oh, wow. like 
we're doing like some off menu dishes which just serve at the feed me so at the moment we have like a four week uh branded um sauerbraten so it's like a like a like a, bros a brosato mm -hmm. so you marinated it in a brine of red wine and, and vinegar for like three weeks and then you braise it till it's like falling apart um what else we have local local flat iron second cut from a, from an angus farmer around the corner all that stuff it's like nothing very fancy just like very tasty i mean i'm i'm super impressed you've got a scotch egg i have to say <laughs> it's, it's a shit lot of work i, tell you. I, mean, I know I, I make them at home because you cannot get them anywhere in switzerland well, at least i didn't know until yeah. i and now i know and there's like there's no good way like there's you can't i thought like there must be a machine or something to to do them right but there's not yeah so but you they're know how so it, tasty huh? Jesus. yeah you know how we do it i use my tortilla press to press the sausage oh, meat down really? <laughs> So we do like we do like a hundred scotch eggs a week, so it's like a lot of work. Wow. Okay. I am definitely coming for that scotch egg. Um okay, Simon, talk to me a bit about you as as uh, as a chef. Well, what's your favorite style of food? Like personally, is it uh, I mean, you know, you've lived abroad, you've studied different cuisines, like, you know, when you go home on a night, you know, what's your favorite food? It depends. Like my favorite food when I when I come when I come home from work and I'm hungry, I need something carby. Mm -hmm. I need like a like a bowl of noodles, Asian or Italian, or just a big piece of bread with some like cold cuts in there, like a sandwich. Mm -hmm. I need something starchy. But when I go out to eat, um, I love like actually what we do at Fed. I love like little things to try sometimes i look on at the menu of a restaurant and i like so many things on there but i can't eat them all right. it's like it's like it's too much you know it's like the portions are too big i can't eat like five courses mm -hmm. in a restaurant um so i love to go to places where they serve like small stuff where i can share it with my wife she like she's also really into that um she's australian so mm -hmm. okay they eat a lot like this in australia so you just like ordered like a few different things in the middle and you, you pick what you like most and that's that's what i really like okay and when you started fed um the menu i mean it it's it sounds amazing right from from what i hear but how do you go about designing something like that? Like, where did that start? Where, where did the inspiration come from? Right? Was it something you were trying to cater for, uh, for, for the local people? Or did you want to go really out and beyond and, and just try something completely new, completely innovative? Um, what was that process? So like, when I designed the menu, of course, you have to look about look after your locals, you know, mm -hmm. and serve them some stuff they, they know and they like. But I also like wanted to put my my signature on the menu. And I was always I'm always known for like I'm not I'm not cooking like traditional stuff. You know, like I want I want like serve a piece of fish with the fennel and orange salad. It's like I always look for for something special, special ingredients, 
um, to put on a menu. So like, also it was like also a bit educational for the people here. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna eat my food because I was like not, you know, being that simple with my menu. Right. <laughs> so for a few people, it was a challenge, but by now I think we have a really good name and and the people like our our food and the, the weirdness of it sometimes or the, the quirkiness mm -hmm. or like the, the unusual um, combination. So mm -hmm. where, 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 where does that quirky and weirdness come from? Was it, is it like, is there a, a specific influence out there that you, you go to, or is it just checking I what think the competitors are doing or how? restaurant aqua is a new and exciting location you know pop like half a year after uh, before i finished my apprenticeship so i was excited to go there um was a good solid first year but a lot of bad shit happened there like like in in every in every kitchen you know like they had they haven't had a head chef or an executive chef so like three to four young chefs uh, no one was, was like in charge no one is clear of his role in the kitchen. So yeah, went pretty bad at the end. So and then I started um, working like, um, like Gomeo Point restaurants. Like my next stop was um, Hotel Montana. I was there as a, as a comedy cuisine, like after the Yeah, the Hemingway boy, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice place. It's a beautiful place. It's, you have like the best view over Lake Lucerne, over the city, over the mountains mm -hmm. around. Okay. Great place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that so leads too, me yeah. to something we were talking Maybe about Hemingway before. As well. Yeah. We, we jumped on the, the call um, tonight and that was, uh, we, we both kind of uh, expressed for, our... Admiration so for promoted um, to Anthony like Bourdain, right? Um, um, I've also seen on your Instagram feed, you've, you've it was, put things on. I think it's something the on head the chef is still well. there as a Dutch and, guy. Uh, also for me, he's like, like um, a huge, you know, chef of the years I've Switzerland, like books, I've watched all these shows, but he has something similar, like you just said, right? He's such a curious persona at the Giardino in Ascona. So yeah, really six pushed you into into this and it, yeah, yeah, so it was great to learn a lot of like Mediterranean influences with, um, in the kitchen. As a, as a um, yeah, and often No. No, mm -hmm. no, no. No, it's like no, it was good to see, you know, like it was fine dining, very high quality, mm -hmm. uh, all the great products and big right. brigade, like 20 chefs, a um, lot of, lot of, um, like we did like 140 seatings a night on uh, 16 Gomeo points. So it's like crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. But wasn't, wasn't, wasn't right for me. So wasn't right for me. So after, after that, I decided to leave and I went like on a, on a travel to uh, Central America for yeah. like three months, I think after. Yeah. Um, my sister, mm -hmm. my sister is married to a Mexican guy. So my 
her in-laws are there. Yeah, and yeah. I, was, I mean, like, that was the whole premise, I think, of his first. I was spending uh, a lot of time uh, in the kitchen. show that the cooks all the chefs oh, there. Cooks tour. and um, he, in so that show, he was. I think he was in Vietnam, and he. Uh, he I don't know if you remember, they took the heart out of. Of a, of a cobra, uh, right? And it was still uh, beating from on, the, on the table. And so he, the, and the he western part uh, on the Pacific side. Um, oh, right. I would say it's like 300 kilometers north from Acapulco. Yeah, yeah. In between Acapulco and Puerto Vallarta. So you drive like six hours to mm -hmm. Guadalajara. And yeah, yeah, it's a great place. Like it's narco country. So it's like quite dangerous. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think I, I, I connected with okay. it because I, I'd lived in New York awesome. for, for a couple of years. Crazy. And, <laughs> and he just kind of like in the beginning just embodied this New yeah, York no. chef. Like I knew some chefs like when I, when I was living out there. Yeah, there's so uh, He just really embodied all that. And then I, I read his book. Um, I think it was probably what? 2005 i read yeah, it for um, me as well like for me it was amazing i mean and i'm i'm not a chef right like i'm, I'm completely outside of, of this world kind of looking in um and um yeah it really cook. it really like touched me so i was i was uh, yeah, it's cool like that we can, uh, we can for 14 months about. so and i was in Cosamoy uh, on uh yeah i still watch him a lot and uh and reading reading about him in a little resort so like 20 bungalows oh roadrunner yeah European yeah I saw tourists that I saw. and i was there like there's nothing nothing big i was there <laughs> for for cooking western food like caesar salads burgers schnitzel all that crap yeah. but it gave me a lot of time to spend in the kitchen with uh, with all the thai mm -hmm. ladies and learn how to cook mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't very far away, right? It was uh, just across the border in uh, Colmar. Yeah, I had a summer. Yeah, a summer I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I actually, I actually went there to the crappy hotel, uh, hotel to, uh, like pay mainly, respects mainly well. group tours. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I'm that much um, of a fan. Like, but I'm came, a fan. I of came back. Chefs, I was broke. Right? I needed a so job. I'm a big fan of Rick Stein. Yeah. And after that, like I was like really like um, Keith Floyd. Yeah, hospitality is one of my time greats. Like being underpaid and interesting that cool okay um we got a bit uh, so i diverted went for two there. years in a kitchen um, in, a, in a in a senior's so residence yeah can, can we um, talk a little bit about was, um, okay switzerland and and um, good money your take a lot on of like the great value for like the industry for, in general uh, like uh how, how swiss work, food work is like what, so you know do, do you think it's in good um, health after so covid i got bored um, after two years and do you that, I went to a little fine dining restaurant. Certain trends happening right now um, in, in Lausanne well. or maybe broader in, in um, Zurich in, in the other cities. Spent there a year and a half. About your, your take on and that. And then we, my friends, Kevin and Silas, they started the bistro. Mm -hmm. um, I was planning then to go to Thailand for the, the 14 months. So I was like, started working at the bistro um as an employee first and when i came back like shortly afterwards like i i bought into the company mm -hmm. yeah and that's how it started like the bistro is it's it's in an old in a very old special building mm -hmm. it's next to the line monument alpinium so alpinium is uh, is actually a museum right like a 3d panoramic museum from the alps 
and like we are like the the, the restaurant bistro bar um from from the from this museum so yeah so it was very tiny at the beginning mm -hmm. and then we like we started mm -hmm. with like lots of our coffee in the morning like we had a proper de la corte coffee machine it was like no one had a, a good coffee in Lucerne by then so we started with lots of our good coffees like local roasted um single origins like all all that fancy stuff no one understood by that by that time <laughs> right um and then we did little lunches so we had my yeah, kitchen yeah, there was like two square meters yeah. had two electric stoves and one plancha mm -hmm. and a little uh, oven like same size as my mm -hmm. home my home oven um but we did like great lunches there like monday to friday um every day freshly cooked meal only one dish um vegetarian or yeah. with meat yeah. yeah and at night it turned into a bar wine bar beer mm -hmm. bar cocktails yeah. so yeah okay and um, i mean you were lucky time. in a sense that you um you hadn't opened fed at this yes, point was right you kind of, it was at the back end of the in pandemic yes i'm still involved i'm still part owner um i'm mm -hmm. not there like operative mm -hmm. i'm not working there anymore so i'm, I'm there for uh, for meetings, if there's strategy, we, yeah. Wow. Not, it's still the same the concept was great from the beginning. So like it was, a, it was I mean, a at, that, at that point, we, we, you Monday to Friday, going through with it? did you have thoughts about our bar? Jesus, we was running know, very well. Insane. Uh, do we then Saturday and Sunday go through with this? Or were you completely committed? So Saturday night, we're doing a bistro event. It's always one dish you can choose from. Mm -hmm. Is it like on like an entrecote with the coffee, the party and fries mm -hmm. or moule frites or or like a barbecue platter with barrips and brisket and stuff. And on Sundays we do um, brunch, right. like not we, we called it not another brunch. So it's like a did you, like a burger, yeah. a burger so, Sunday, or and, and, and during waffle, this process. So obviously, when it was COVID, you were like, a, you know, there was renovations going on, or you were like doing whatever you can to pay yourself to, to get ready for the Sundays like right? Did you and kind of switch your like, business it's, it's model in a so much sense work that into this okay, you know, if people this like now they know, okay, topic, for, we need to be able to do delivery. We need to set up on. The so Ubers never, of the never world. Changed, uh, uh, make sure we have that infrastructure in place, just it's in case. Great. My business partners are running it, so um, mm -hmm. one of my business, Kevion, he's uh, in the background. He's coaching all the the staff and and our manager. And my other partner, Dominic, is like running mm -hmm. the kitchen and the catering business. around eight years it's like 30 percent, right straight off the bat um the kitchen was too small for me i, wa I was like i was more in a managing position mm -hmm. by then mm -hmm. so i was like managing all the stuff i did a little bit of cooking right. i also did run the the catering business and for me it was like just i wanted to go back to the kitchen i wanted to cook again and I needed space. So like in the two mm -hmm. square meter kitchen, 
it's you can one dish you know it's like it's not fun mm -hmm. for me it's okay. not fun i was like i want to start, I... like in the brigade again and, and the opportunity came from one of our clients so he bought yeah. his house and um, where the restaurant is located Luzerne. and he um, offered me the, I, mean, I love the Luzerne. i think it's, so, it's such a it's such like a there was a city. shisha bar um, like a like a, a hookah bar what's the vibe there at the moment in, in um, terms of and uh, the contract was like you know restaurants what's what's done? what's so new like over so he what's happening is, is there, here, i mean in zurich me the, as an example um the place. i see a lot of so, uh, vegan stuff you know there's lots yeah. of vegan stuff yeah. coming up in zurich um these days um, um is there other so we, is there trends that you're seeing popping up in Brazil? Well, we ripped it apart so we we invested a lot of money um got it fully renovated we built in a fresh kitchen a new kitchen new ventilation mm -hmm. system we did like even expand to a second location mm -hmm. on next to it so we we ripped the walls down and expanded it so and now yeah it's a great great little urban restaurant with a lot of flair like a lot of brick walls in there like a, a steel a steel uh like gallery on top like a little uh balcony where people can sit mm -hmm. it's very cool but it's restaurant fed yes right yes. I will know Zern, everything is closed. So I need <laughs> it's um I think it's a it's a 10 minute drive uh, to walk like half an hour. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um I have okay. cool. So and um Boy, I was like in the kitchen are you know you've myself, now my done chef, Chris three restaurants, um, right? We, we didn't talk chefs, about the uh, uh Hans and Kevin the ice cream place we have right? mary um, she's working part do you want to just so have a quick mention and, about that um she's only working 60 percent, but she's our pastry chef mm -hmm. and she's doing like prep days once once a week so she's amazing so she's doing all our desserts all our prep um, yeah she's actually very she's mm -hmm. you should you should uh, look her up she's uh, her name is mary Miso right. on instagram and she she wrote like already four four cookbooks yeah they're great they're really great oh great <laughs> mm -hmm. okay the so the concept that fed is are uh, we doing a sharing concept so mm. like in a tapas style, but we call it elevated soul food. So the most important thing is the food must be like mm -hmm. heartwarming and great. Just like, just like good, proper food, nothing too fancy, nothing like mm -hmm. deconstructed or whatever. Right. Like, I know the place. It yeah. just need to be good soul foods, but mm -hmm. with a twist. So a little elevated, it looks very chic um they're like okay. small portion uh, portions and if you come and eat like a la carte so you can have you can choose between mm -hmm. three to four or five dishes between the two of you maybe or we have a feed me menu so wow okay it's uh four rounds so 
I mean, look, you know, of, the, these three, uh, these three restaurants, um, still very much operational, still yes. uh, doing great, going from strength to strength. Like, I'm curious to know what advice do you have for our listeners out there who are, you know, thinking of getting into something like this in Switzerland? Um, you know, opening a restaurant, opening a pop up, um, or even just, you know, uh, you know, last it night I had a, big a, a guy on mashup um, actually from Zurich, of um, different chef, cuisines, um, who's, um, you know was doing um we also have some uh, fine dining from, out from, of, from the states so we do out of a van right so you know um, there's there's the all sorts of ways to um are like to get into the industry Swiss i mean food with what French advice kids? and learning work a lot with like local producers as local as possible and as seasonal uh, as possible um and the influences we have are like asian japanese or or um thai and mexican so at the moment, like we have on the menu, we have a sma our like smash cheeseburger. So it's like a five guys cheeseburger smashed. Um, then we have buffalo cauliflower with ranch dressing. Uh, we're doing a, a Mexican mm -hmm. tartar with like habanero dressing and blue corn tostadas. Um, we have like local, local uh, trout smoked with like crushed peas and, and salmon raw. Uh, we have well, a scotch egg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A scotch egg. It's like a it's like an organic egg from Nidwalden. The meat is from the same from from the same producer. We wrap it up. We serve it with like cauliflower puree, mm -hmm. onion salad, and tarissa mustard. We're doing like we're yeah. doing like some off-menu dishes. We just serve yeah. at the feed. Yeah, I mean so it's like, moment, anything, like you need to have the passion, week, right? If you've got uh, the passion, branded, um, um, you know, so it's like a you like can a, drive that forward like a, bros a brosato um, so you marinated it in a brine of red wine and, what and would vinegar you for like say three to, weeks um, and then you braise it till it's like falling apart yourself at um, 20 years old so if you could go we back in local, time local right? and flat you could meet your 20 year old from an self farmer around the corner what, what, what would you say all that me? stuff it's like nothing very fancy just like <laughs> very tasty <laughs> right <laughs> it's, it's a shit lot of work i tell you i mean we sell, we sell. yeah now and there is like there is no mm -hmm. good way like there is you can't i thought like there must be a mm -hmm. machine or something to to do them but there's not so you know how it yeah you know how we do it I use my tortilla right. press to press the sausage meat down. So we do like we do like a hundred scotch eggs a week. So it's like a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Just believe, have passion, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it. Cool, Simon. Um, it depends. We're like my done. Food Thank when you. I, when I it come, was um, really when I come home cool from work, chat. Um, and I'm hungry, but I do have I need something three carby. last questions. I if you like would a, indulge like me. Bowl of noodles, um, the first one Italian is: or is cooking a big piece of bread with some like cold cuts in there, like a sandwich? I need something starchy, but 
when I go out to eat, um, I love like actually what we do at Fed. I love like little things to try. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I look on at the menu of a restaurant and I like so many things on there, but I can't eat them all. It's like, it's like it's too much, you know, it's like the portions are too big. I can't eat like five courses yeah. in a restaurant. Um, so I love to go to places where they serve like small stuff where I can share it with my wife. She like, she's also really into that. Mm -hmm. Um, she's Australian. So they eat a lot like this in Australia. So you just like order like a few different things in the middle yeah. and you, you pick what you like most. And that's, okay. that's what I really like. Yeah. Cool. And, um, second question is if you were trapped on a desert Island, what three items would you take with you ah, for sure everybody i'm thinking i'm thinking about dropping this question because it's a foregone conclusion even before i answer ask it mm -hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> so like Okay. When Just I design exactly the menu, right. okay. of course you have to look <laughs> about look after your locals, you know, and serve them some stuff they they know and they like. And just ended up. But Very I good. also like wanted to um, put my cool. My and the on last the one is, you know, how, how can always, we follow I'm you? Right? For, like, I'm not, what you're I'm doing. What what social like, media accounts stuff. do you have that you know, our listeners I, I want, can I want, uh, like serve a piece of fish with the fennel and orange salad? Give us the handles for that. Like I always look for for something special, special ingredients um, to put on a menu. So like, also, it was like also a bit educational for the people here. Mm -hmm. I'll also put this I'm in the my food comments. Because I was like, uh, not, we, yeah. you know, being that simple with my menu. <laughs> so for a few mm -hmm. people, it was a challenge. But by now, I think we have a really good name and, and the people like our our food mm -hmm. and the, the weirdness of it sometimes or the, the quirkiness or like the, the unusual cool. um, combination. So great. Thank you, Simon. Um, that was a super cool chat. Um, very happy to have you on. Um, and uh, I'm, you know, I, I come to Luzerne often. I am I think... sure going to come and check you guys out. Um, yeah so cool thank you very much simon and um thank you to all the listeners for tuning in hope it was uh interesting and uh inspirational so uh that's it thank you and goodbye Hey folks, thanks for listening to this episode of Grab a Drink with a Swiss Chef. Hope you enjoyed it and are much more wiser for it. And as I tell you all the time, if you fancy giving us a rating, it makes a big difference. I know it's a pain, but your support is crucial. So if you do feel motivated, go to wherever you get your pods from and give a review or a rating. Obviously, we depend on listeners and depend on more and more people finding out about this pod. 
So if you've liked what you've listened to, a good review really does help. Thanks, folks. Really appreciate it.